everyone. Before we start this first episode of Pine House Films, I just want to let everyone know that this will be a podcast that is full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie we're about to review, go ahead and turn off the podcast and come back to us when you've finished the movie. And now, on with the show. Okay. I want to drink, so... Do you want me to host? Yes. yes. You want the better okay. podcast voice. That's fine. You do. Uh, what? Uh, you do. Okay. Welcome to Pine House Films. Um, I'm Taylor. I'm TJ Phillips. And I'm George. Um, and this is our podcast where we're going to discuss um, a different movie um, each episode in the time that it takes us to finish a pint. Um, so TJ, would you tell us what movie we're talking about this week? We are talking about the Martin Scorsese film Silence. I'm excited about this one, so we have a lot to discuss. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. it's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be good. Um and it, is it, am I correct in saying that it's a 2017 film or is it, did no, it officially 20, come out? 2016. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And but, got no Oscar nominations either. Wow. No, it got Oscar nominated for Best Cinematography. That's it. That's it. That's its only nom. Should have done my research before. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> and it's, um, this film is also based on a book of the same title, Of the correct? same name, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that came out, I believe, um... A, while, a long time ago, but yeah, it's a much older book. Yeah, I think yeah. the I think the book is pretty old. It's pretty old, yeah. Um, cool. So the way that these um, episodes are going to work is that we are going to, like I said, we're going to discuss a podcast, a movie in the time that it takes us to drink a pint of beer. Um, and so each episode, one of us is going to bring a specific type of beer for the others to try. Maybe we've already had it. Maybe we haven't. Um, but this week. George brought our beer that we're going to drink. And what did you bring for us, George? Yes, I did. Despite my so terrible excited. beer taste, I went for a Dogfish Head 60-minute IPA. No, man, you're, you're, you're getting so, crazy today. Yeah, right. so this guy came and spoke to us at the Alamo Draft House a couple of weeks ago. He was our keynote speaker and bought a bunch of his beer. So I tried a lot, and this is the one I really liked. So I thought I'd go out and try something different that okay. ta- I know Taylor hasn't tried. I like it. Yeah, I definitely haven't tried this. And Sorry. I have to preface this whole thing by saying that I am not a beer drinker. And I'm going to reiterate this every you single will be. episode. She will be. <laughs> so we'll yeah. go ahead and take our first sip. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, well cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. Yes. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to start the discussion, I like to start. So. Okay. 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 First thing, I will definitely say the positive is the cinematography, as was mentioned, I thought was beautiful. Like, I thought on location, the movie was shot on location in Japan. So um, I think that attributed to a lot of incredible shots. Um, but definitely, I think the big, the big, big thing I'm sure we all have issues with is the pacing. Like, I feel like that was like kind of the, the elephant in the room yeah, watching, I, watching that movie. I would agree that I thought yeah. it was it was beautifully done. Like, the... The entire the movie was beautiful to watch. I had a lot of issues with the subject matter, mm-hmm. um, simply because I am a religious person. Well, this is definitely be a. I think that is gonna be a big thing. Yeah, yeah. but I did. I think you're right. I yeah. I felt it was really slow, and I felt like had it been 45 minutes shorter, I wouldn't have minded. See, I think the pacing was a traditional Martin Scorsese thing. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, there was a lot of 
I felt some pacing issues in there too. Ooh, I completely Long disagree. movies. Completely disagree. It's so Scorsese. No. I mean, I that is not so Scorsese. I think there's a difference between all of his films being long and mm. this one being wow. really, really slow. Like, um, I just felt that it took us a really long time yeah. to get to where we... Like, to get to the inciting incident, basically. That, that, that worked with me because I felt like I was going on the journey with them, going through their lows and seeing their struggles. And it was, you know, the, the slower bits really felt... You know, you, you connected with them more in those slow dialogue scenes that really kept you intrigued. And then it made the, the bigger scenes, the more tense scenes, more tense because you had the slow stuff before. I'm glad it was subtle and... Well, right. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I think um, Taylor said it. It's like he has very long movies, but I feel like the pacing in his movies is different. I, I mean, I think Goodfellas and... You watch Goodfellas, at the end of it, you're like, that was a three-hour movie? Yeah, like, that's, I completely... I, like, that's you know true. what I mean? I like, agree. I, like, I feel like most of his movies are like that. Like, yeah. they're very long, but they're paced in a certain way where you feel like they're not that, that length. Well, um, but what, what the, I think the reason, yeah, this was paced so, like, methodically was because, I mean, the subject matter, you're following a um, Catholic priest, right? In this foreign, he's a stranger in a strange land, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, like, it gives you time to understand that. And I think that's why it was paced the way it was, because these two guys are, like in this land they've never been yeah. and they have to and they have to hide they're hiding um, and um, I, yeah. yeah I was gonna say I think it I will say that although I didn't enjoy the way it was paced I, mm-hmm. it was very it was done for a purpose right agreed and so I although it felt slow for me and it took me so long to really feel any empathy for the characters um, so I, I, I think there's a point to that. Yeah, actually. I was going to say, yeah. but I didn't feel like, I never felt like it wasn't for a purpose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Right, I So I, I, although I don't necessarily know that I enjoyed the way that it was done, I didn't feel like it was just done for, like, nothing. So this may be a, a, a silly question, but I think it makes sense. Do you think the movie started too quickly? We didn't get any backstory of them in Italy, or they, they jumped straight in, or did you like them just jumped in? Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think, I don't necessarily, I think that's why I didn't feel a connection to these Mm characters, why I didn't feel empathy for these characters as soon as they were hitting trials and, you know, like they were hitting um, like blockages in their story. And I didn't feel bad for them because I didn't know them yet. And so I don't necessarily know that. I liked it or didn't like it, but it didn't, it didn't have it. No, having no backstory of those two guys didn't make me feel for them mm-hmm. in the beginning when they were hitting those like pain points. When if they, if it had started before that, I probably would have felt for them more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I thought about this movie a lot afterwards and I actually came to like it more after I made my initial watch, believe it or not. Um, because this movie is a very a very philosophical movie, I mm. think first and foremost. Um, I think I the, some of the best scenes in the movie are when um, Andrew Garfield's character is trying to rationalize them coming to Japan to yeah. the Japanese. Um, because that there's some incredible, really rich dialogue in those scenes. Yeah, and I I really think that's if you're gonna go to a movie um, and initially if you are into those type of movies that are very like cerebral and they they explore this um this this idea these two ideologies conflicting and i think that is the the main point of this movie i actually think the characters are ancillary to the actual idea of the negative effects of two different ideologies buddhism buddhism and catholicism kind of coming together and like the negatives of them both trying to um 
be like, no, we're right. We're this is the way. Like, who says you're right? And I mean, that that they, that was a push and pull that whole movie like that. Yeah. And um, and I feel like that was it. It it, it made me relate to actually what's going on now in in America. Like, we are very divided, right? Yeah. And and, yeah. and like, and I feel like this was a good way to explore that in movie form. And, and, and religion has always been a good way of doing that. Yeah, and I think um, it really, like, kind of brings up the point of, like, what is truth and what is, like, you know, when when you're talking about religion, you know, it's really hard to discuss truth because it's, it's all based on faith and it's all right. based on belief, right. Right? right? And so you're trying to tell someone that what you think is true, but it's not necessarily... Um, like empirically true you can't show them that it's true you have to you feel that it's true and then they're trying to tell you what you what they feel is also true to them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so I think that that movie it brought up a lot of issues for me as a religious Christian but I'm not Catholic and so I had a, a hard time reconciling a lot of this story because it it does deal with these really really hard questions of faith but I also was kind of feeling like kind of had this bad taste in my mouth about how they talked about faith because Mm -hmm. it was more about rules and not about to me the it seems more about rules in this movie than it was about faith but it's also about who you are and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what like what is okay in faith and, and religion and what is not okay um yeah i i mean but I think the thing you said is like it's about rules. It's like I mean back then it was like they were so no, yeah, which is right, which is right. So I um, I yeah. really get that it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that was it. It's being true to the time period, right? right but right, it right. also was really hard for me to watch this in a contemporary setting and not feel that I, I feel better about it because I know it was based on a book. But I also would feel even better about this movie if I felt like if if it was based on a true story. Now I know that it's like probably isn't it historical fiction. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no historical fiction. Right, but it's yeah. but it's not this. Um, these characters are not. No, real. no, they're not real. Correct. And correct. so, to me, as I was watching this movie, during the movie, I kind of felt like, like that Scorsese was trying to make a commentary about faith, and that kind of upset me in a way because I I didn't feel like it was to me it felt like a one-sided commentary but as I sort of let the movie sit with me I kind of realized more and more that it was although it doesn't maybe sit right with me that it wasn't maybe necessarily a commentary on faith but more of a telling of what life in that situation was like I mean it, it, that, it could have been that I just like I again we were talking we were talking about Scorsese now like, I want to know, I would like to watch an interview with him explain, like, why this was a passion project. Because once I learned that, it yeah. kind of made me, because this whole movie is about Andrew Garfield's character, you know, kind of starting out initially. He um, he questions, he's, I mean, he, he's very devout, and he starts questioning his faith. Right. Um, and then um, slowly he becomes, you know, an apostate. But like, and then at the end, which we'll talk about the end in a little yeah. bit. I have a whole, I have a whole another definitely. I have so much more feelings <laughs> yeah. about the end. Yeah. Um. But um. The I feel like almost maybe it was Scorsese's like his own, not even his view on faith, but something in his life that made him relate to this story about like mm. having a certain. Because I know I know he was very he was um, a drug addict for a while. Yeah, he was addicted, very addicted to cocaine for a while, 
And um, believe it or not, uh, Roger Ebert um, actually helped him out of it. There's actually, if you watch Life Itself, uh-huh. which is an excellent documentary, I right. highly recommend it. Um, it, it, it talks about, and he's interviewed, and he talks about how they helped him out of his cocaine addiction. And, and I'm wondering if maybe he related this story so much because it was like him, not, not necessarily becoming f- like devout Christian or anything, but he became faithful to the, the art of movies again. Yeah. And he like lost it. And, he, and then somehow he, he knew, he always knew that he would, like, he, there was this, he was a great director, but he lost it for a little while. And then mm. he kind of, he always, he kind of came back in the end and they, these people saved him and was able to finally figure out that, yeah, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's kind of like Andrew Garfield's actual mm, whole, mm-hmm. like his whole plot, you know, that's what happens, you know? Yeah. And um, that that's the thing I thought about too, is like maybe what is Scorsese trying to say about like his own life yeah. in this movie? I don't know. Um, but that was another like lens I looked at this movie through and it helped me kind of understand a little bit more. Um, but uh, Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I'm more comfortable with it when I think about it as more of a person's inner struggle to decide right. what is right for right and wrong for it, When you generalize it more, it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you about the religion. Like, if you, if you look at this just from a religion, religious standpoint, I feel like it is... Like, But the problem with it is the end. The end is what kind of, like, makes it seem like they're forcing this religious message. Yeah. Which is, like... I don't know. I don't know. Like, what, I mean, George yeah, and yeah. TJ, you're not religious really either, uh, right? No. So I, I actually grew up Christian, and I'm, I am not religious. Right. Religious. Yeah, yeah, I'm the exact same. Yeah. 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 Um, See, I, 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 I wouldn't say this one was anti-religion, but it made me sit back and just go, hmm, you know, there's one country saying our religion's right, then we've got our religion's right, and maybe it was, and I kind of felt, what? You know, you saw this pain and suffering being caused by just two different beliefs, and it mm. just made me think... It just kind of made religion feel a little silly to me, looking at that lens in terms mm-hmm. of just why. Well, religion is not silly in, no. in, in general. It's just no. it's the problem how humans interpret. Exactly, exactly. that's what. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it made me look at it. Yeah. It was yeah. It just kind of made me this weird thing, you know, just that it's religion caused all this for these people. Yeah, it's so, religion causing suffering. Yeah. And they died like, for their religion. And I think people, and it was just why you know. Well, I just so I I yeah. wanted. To, I like wrote this down because I really thought about this during the movie and it was really interesting to me because I, I'm not going to remember the title of this book right now but it's a um, it's a fictional piece but it's Christian fiction and it's a retelling of the story of Hosea mm-hmm. um, and it's about um, so the book of Hosea is about um, this like man who is called to like God tells him to marry a prostitute and she cheats on him and cheats on him again and he's just called to love her no matter what and to constantly be there no matter what she does right and so this book is um sort of a it's a retelling of that story in a more contemporary setting and it's an amazing book but um there's this really sort of poignant part where um, Michael Hosea, who's like the, the story is told from sort of the woman's point of view, this like prostitute, but, um, Michael Hosea, like she's left and she has gone away and he is kind of crying out to God and he's like, why, why is this happening? Like I did everything that you told me to do and she is now gone again, still like I've done what you've asked. And God basically replies and says, you know, you were worshiping me, but she, you became her God, right? Like you were so good to her that she started worshiping you instead of worshiping me. And I, 
felt that so powerfully in this movie when Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, like, it feels like these Japanese people are worshipping mm-hmm. them they are. That's instead true. of yeah. worshipping, like, an actual point. god. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, that great was point. so hard because I think that that's also what they feel, like, especially Andrew Garfield's character mm-hmm. feels so strongly about is that like these people worship him and they look to him as an example and he doesn't quite know how to deal Mm -hmm, with that mm -hmm, and I think that's mm -hmm. where like a lot of that struggle comes from and I think that's why it's maybe okay for him to rationalize that it's fine for them to step on the face of the Virgin Mary step on like the Christ figure Mm -hmm. but it's not okay for him because he's sort of is like this God well, yeah, to them. Right. He took all yeah. their burden off them, I felt. You know, you saw the hope of these people and he, he took their burden. They were so happy when he was there and it made their lives, you know, they understood their lives, how, you know, it wasn't great, but... But everything it, they it, did was to impress him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. to make them, like, be like, look, teacher, priest, we will not step on this for you. And it did, it, and I think that that's like, when someone does something for you... I think that just when they make a huge sacrifice for you, I mean, how do you, I think that's like a, the thick, huge, one of the biggest things that Adam Driver's, I mean, that um, Andrew Garfield's character really struggles with mm-hmm. is how do you repay that and how do you live your life when someone's made this huge sacrifice to you, basically. And also... When you when don't you're, feel worthy. Yeah, and when you... Yeah, and that's... And, and also when you're at the same time questioning your, your faith. Mm-hmm. Like, that's because that's... Because he yeah. knows that the only reason they're doing this is, like... Because when he's human and they feel like they're, he's, like, an infallible wall, he can, like, take everything they throw at him. Yeah. Um, and um, they know, like, hey, if I die, I'm going to go to paradise. But he starts being, like... He's a little bit more educated, not as ignorant about that subject as him, as them. And so he's kind of like, well, I don't know either. And, you know... Seeing that kind of that de- like him degrade slowly through the movie, I I I thought that was really good. In the scene with him and the, I forgot exactly the context, but it's I think when the that the Japanese um, guy betrays him for like the, the second oh, time, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, he's um, you know they tie him up and then he's meeting the inquis- like the inquisitor kind of for the first time, but the woman's like, um, uh, it's okay. Why? I mean, I'm okay dying. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he realizes he's like, oh, I. No, but he's like they, they, they really do believe this and, yeah. and, then, yeah. and like I, you can tell he's just like that that weight of that mm-hmm. of knowing that that actually might not be true we don't know yeah. and like that just that the, the way that changed a man in the movie I, I like that part a lot um, so uh, we're halfway through our pints but, now so we should transition towards the ending of the movie because there's a lot to yeah yeah with the ending of the movie so I'll, I'll immediately say I, the ending of the movie I hated like I, really? I hated the ending of the movie like it was it was completely disjointed to everything else, like especially yeah. when they started introducing a random narrator. Oh yeah, made no, no I sense. didn't like that. It, no sense. It felt, um, yeah, I, I was confused mm-hmm. at why that person who we'd never met, met. in this entire exactly. movie exactly. was now telling the story yeah. for us. Yeah, and that yeah. felt very weird. Um, very contrived. Like I was just like, I mean, maybe that's the point. Maybe it's just because explorers just came in and out of this place all the time but well but um, i think that's that how the story got out there I, and spread and maybe he lived as a beacon for everyone right. else, like the story traveled but yeah. i think that if that's how his story got out there it doesn't make sense to bring that narrator right like if that's the narrator for this whole book right like we know it's based on a book mm-hmm. so if that's the narrator for the whole book telling this story why not bring him in in the beginning or for example, Adam Driver, let, let him live or something. Let yeah. one of the two, let one of them escape and maybe like Adam Driver later on is talking about, hey, I heard rumors of 
these apostates, you know? Yeah. And, and then, I don't know, that would have been more satisfying even from that aspect. And I'm not even a screenplay writer. Yeah. And, I, um, I will say that the thing that I really, that sort of, like, made me, when I really kind of, like, started really thinking about this movie and kind of just sitting back and thinking about, wow, like, these two religions and how when as a missionary your like job is when Liam Neeson's character is explaining to Andrew Garfield's character we couldn't even translate this correctly and the son of god is the big thing in the sky right that, you know? that was a, oh, it was so, so to me that was so poignant that, because yeah. it's like it's great. sort of the which i you know it's it's the futility of trying to explain your faith to someone else who doesn't understand trying to explain your emotional and Mm -hmm. your like connection to something when someone's never experienced it and I was just like oh my god that makes it just like clicked in my Mm -hmm. everything clicked in Mm -hmm. my head when that whole scene was going on that's what I'm talking about those those scenes those philosophical discussions like that they nailed in this movie like I I, like Mm -hmm. that that is um, that dialogue was incredible um uh, but for sure, I just wish if it had had a more, like a more like satisfying ending, I probably would have come out of here, come out of it initially way more positive. But I think that mm. the, the the like that it left a bad taste in my mouth after yeah. after seeing because at first I was like, okay, I feel positive about this movie, and then that ending and um, and the way he died with the um, the cross, the cross, um, like and and that, again that makes me think that maybe this was Scorsese kind of being like we're gaining his own faith in cinema or something or something like that. Some metaphor to that yeah. um, for him to want to put this in movie form. Like I'm mm. like, cause it, it, um, and, uh, I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, um, I definitely think that that could have been, um, an interesting thing to think about from his perspective is mm-hmm. that's why I'm so poignant. And we don't, we never know. I mean, I've, I've read stories that I'm like, Oh my God, it's so, and some people don't even get it cause of my own, you know, my own life bias, and maybe that's why Scorsese loved the story so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made that a little bit more profound when I thought about it in that way, actually. Yeah. Um, but um, I just wish it was executed a little bit better, um, that ending. So, so what was a more intense scene for you guys? The one when uh, they were chained to the crosses in mm-hmm. the sea, Absolutely. and that was hitting them, mm-hmm. or when uh, Adam Driver had to swim uh, out to cross, cross the sea, the sea one. So I think it was Adam Driver, because I just, the anguish of Andrew Garfield's character being helpless and just watching that—they're both happen. really good. But that—that that mm-hmm. was what got me. That was. I think I think this crossing because they just they 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 were they thought they were like they were dying for something they they knew they were going to paradise and um and I think that was the first seeing that as the first click for both of them. I think him and Adam Driver were just yeah, both like watching people they like people who were really this yeah. faithful because they, they weren't that faithful they weren't as faithful as them and right. and like and it really made them and it start questioning their faith and they question them would they um, do that as well that's really right the same thing. right but i i do yeah. agree that that scene though is uh that's that's a really intense scene when um he realizes he's helpless mm-hmm. and um oh and by the way the uh the actor that played the um inquisitor? no not the inquisitor the the guy that was very fluent in english Oh, I really yeah. enjoyed him. Like he was really, he was great. He was great. Like I, I really loved. Um, he, I loved how they used him from the standpoint of being the guy. Like, like the, the, he came into the play when finally he was like, "You're, you know, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you shouldn't be. Um, maybe the, tr- you know, I'm saying you're, yeah. you're arrogant. Like you well, shouldn't be. Like so, yeah. Uh, and this is something I think that's like really interesting about religion, and um, I think that it's so like. Christians are, are absolutely 
like taught to believe that what they think and the their religious beliefs are the one and only way right. to God, higher power, whatever. And it's so hard to tell someone without factual evidence that they're wrong and what you're saying is right 100%. And I think that it's like sort of this like age old question, right? Of religion was made by human beings. And, and you know, this guy, this character is bringing up those questions in a way that, you know, I, I, I liked this movie because to me it, it played with the idea of faith, but it didn't sort of say Christians are wrong or Buddhists are wrong mm-hmm. or, you know, make a, it was, it was like, it just sort of asked questions instead of, and as I think about it more and more, when I first left the movie, I kind of felt like it was making a, like I said, a sort of a bad commentary mm-hmm. about Christians and right. Christians forcing their will on other people. And, right. and I, that didn't really sit right with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's a very small portion of totally. Christians and of religious people in general. Totally. Yeah. And But as I sort of thought about it more and more, it kind of made me feel like, no, it's more a commentary on how do we deal with, you know, these, this, these conflicts of like, you know, how, how do you, you know, obviously you don't, you shouldn't, no one should ever force their beliefs on anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it does, I think this movie does a good job of asking questions of how do we deal with conflicting religions and conflicting beliefs like that in mm-hmm. a way where those things are very personal. Mm-hmm. And when you're getting to a question of something that is so personal and so deeply ingrained in who you are, it's really hard not to get defensive about those things mm-hmm. and to sort of answer them in a way that makes sense and is logical mm-hmm. rather than just something that's so sort of raw and emotional, especially when you're in a situation like Andrew Garfield's character. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I just thought that movie, the movie did a good job of asking questions and sort of not really providing the answers, right. kind of bringing up mm-hmm. these points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel like the, the definitely also, it's like you find your own happiness and, and if someone finds happiness in something, um, why, why try to change like make them think that they're not truly happy and like and also this brings up power like um questions of control like the japanese government Mm. wanted control and like because they they were content those people those villagers that were um uh, murdered just because for being christians they actually were living um they they were being fulfilled like their lives were very fulfilling for them absolutely and and that and that's um i think that's the the one good thing uh, like like about religion that's what religion was created for right was Mm -hmm. to make humans feel more fulfilled at, you know, and be able to live fulfilling lives. And, and, and I thought, I thought that was interesting to bring up, um, like the inquisitor, you can definitely tell, like they didn't want to lose control and they brought that up that, like that this like starts poisoning the, the, the minds of the people they're trying to control. And And it's not necessarily religion. It's like, it's this control thing. It's about having power and, sort of giving these people like they don't really care about what the people believe in their mm-hmm. actual religious beliefs they care about what it looks like mm-hmm. to other people yeah. like and w- to other Japanese people within the country and making it seem and like having the whole yeah. country believe in the one religion led to the whole country together unified helping their economy or just mm. made to a stronger country instead of being more separate instead of well. turmoil like you and know that's how they saw it right? helping our country no no it'd be better yep um yeah it, it's it's um 
there's a very like interesting, um, but that like it also brings up uh, like I, I, there's a quote I read a little a while ago. It's called "It was ignorance is like one of the progenitors of uh, hate," mm-hmm. and and um and like when, but like that was the thing is like a lot of times I feel like this movie was because of ignorance a lot of like really hateful things happened and and like and and, and this is from both sides and that that yeah. was a thing like. You know the government not really trying to, and, and then and this is what I was talking about is like neither one they were in an impasse, and I feel like for real change to happen, both need to come together and have a cogent conversation and yeah. be able to say, okay, why like why are we doing this to each other, and what's the best way for us to move forward and try to you know better ourselves as a species, and and and, and, and I mean this we're kind of getting to the whole like crux of you know religion, but um, I really think that was also a thing that they showed really well was that that just ignorance can cause this stupid like just pure ignorance can cause this much hate towards yeah, totally. two people and but yeah um, I thought that was really really good um, so, so as we're heading towards the end of our beers I mm. want to get your thoughts if we can take a step back on the acting the acting what okay. do you think of the acting of the movie okay, I have, got some I just have there. one thing to say George and I this was the <laughs> this was the one thing that we said yeah. after we watched this movie and it was the thing that made me not want to see this movie okay. after watching the trailer and it's I remember the, this. It's yeah. the accents. Mm-hmm. And they go in and out the I'll entire agree. I, I, I'll agree with that. movie. I and totally it, agree with that. It was so frustrating to me yeah. when I when I first watched yeah, the trailer for this movie, I was like, this looks like a spoof. Yeah. You on mean a, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's the two main characters, and they're the in the trailer, they are the like thing that is constant throughout the whole trailer, and their accents are so mm-hmm. bad. And I just was like it look, this movie looks like a mm-hmm. spoof movie. It's, yeah. It looks like they're trying so to make someone, fun of something. I saw someone say on Reddit, which I agree with, I would want to watch another cut of this movie, but with Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield switch roles. I think Adam Driver did a much better job than Andrew I was about Garfield. to even say, I was about to he say was that too. I, I feel like he was, at least of the two, he was more believable. Maybe they should have done what they did with, and this brings to the question of like, making more movies more accessible they have to you know cast mm. these big stars and, yeah, and yeah, I'm sure yeah, Scorsese yeah. knew like I, I, I feel like just having his name on it would have been fine but mm-hmm. but like yeah I'm sure in some some casting director was like we gotta Definitely. cast you know some big yeah, we're giving this much money we need these we can't actually cast like a no name yeah. European guy yeah. you know what I mean but I think that came true with Liam Neeson I just he didn't fit it felt so weird so the, the part where I thought he fit in the beginning Yes. When, in, in like, but the, the the towards the end though, when he walked up and he, like this gigantic monstrosity <laughs> yeah. person, like is in this like like I road. Road. Was taken lines. Yeah, yeah. I had a really big know. problem with the Japanese government. This that was kind of like my biggest like when when I felt that I was taken out of the movie, mm-hmm. where the Japanese government has this whole thing where they want control and they want J- Japan to be Japan. Right. And they don't want anything else <laughs> to come into Japan and mess it up for them. And yet, they let Liam Neeson <laughs> just be like a Japanese man and they give him a Japanese name and, and so, a Japanese wife. Well, and and I, that because but, they want to show that you can convert. Yeah. He wasn't right. He's I, a yeah, symbol for yeah. I do we're get, in the right yeah, path. Yeah, I do no, get that, I mean, but they yeah. put him in such a... Like station of power, and I just 
I don't know. To me, it did not feel natural at all, and I was, I it was t- well, sort of the, took me out of the movie for a minute. Well, on the flip side, the Inquisitor was incredible. I obviously don't so, know that actor, no, 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 he was amazing. Uh, the Inquisitor was a great, great. Like, I mean, he's not a villain. He wasn't a villain, but he was like one of the main. Um, I mean, he's the uh, antagonist. Foil. He's definitely, yeah. yeah, he's the foil. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah, that guy, that he did a great, great job. All the villagers, and I want to know how they filmed the torture scenes too, or especially with the the one of the sea coming in because that was a long yeah, shot. That's, that's and must have taken a real beating filming that. I, I, incredible. I would assume. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it makes sense that it was nominated for Best Cinematography because it was a gorgeous yeah. movie. Like, absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's funny. The accents were, um, they they were they were not on point, especially with Andrew Garfield. And it, I think because he was always there, we were hearing his internal monologue all the time. Yeah, yeah. and, he, and, he's, and he's, I don't think know. there's really a scene that he's not, not in. in. Mm-hmm. Not in. Yeah, I, I, I think but he's... It, I it's mean, journey, I, right? I get so. that that is hard, but man, you think that they would give them accent coaching or something? I, I'm sure they or did. But just tone down the accent at the start, and it would be more consistent. It was so heavy in the first scene, yeah. and then it dwindled. I mean, what, so okay, let's brings up this brings up a question: Who? Okay, not not some no name, but what, I know Adam Driver's been brought up. Yes. What, what's like another suggestion you would have for that role? Like just someone, um, like. This is, this is going to sound very silly, but I think he's a really good actor and could have nailed it. Mm. Losing uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I think mm. he would have been fantastic. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I that don't is know. interesting. That's a super... I could... He was... He, he definitely, had, he definitely has what, a look. He definitely yeah, would have Swiss a look. Swiss Iron Man's what blew me out. I thought, this guy... I, I think, well, think it would have been a great... It would have been a career-defining role for him. What about his co-star in that movie? Um, oh, Paul Dano? Yeah, Paul Dano. Oh, yes. Like, he would have been incredible. I could also he, like, see that he too. He would have been great. He's a fantastic actor. I love Paul Dano. Um, I think he's Maybe amazing. this was a prequel to Swiss Army Man. Or <laughs> <laughs> universe. Yeah. Yeah. You figured it out. You figured it out. But I yeah. just, yeah, yeah, I think it was, that That to me felt very forced that you had, like you were saying, that you kind of had, it was like, you had all this money and you yeah. had to get two really big people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really think that's what We're going to greenlight this movie for you, this passion project you need to have. I, to yeah. think, I really think that's what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it did. It diminished. Definitely. It diminished a little bit from that. Because um, in the hands of a, like, like I think, I mean, I'm not saying Andrew Garfield's a bad actor. No, no he's but not. In a more in an actor that was more suitable for that role, like, there's a lot of things that could have been in that way more. Like, heart-wrenching, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I, think, so. I think it's really interesting how we got nominated for um, Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, instead of mm. uh, silence, they were both great performances. Mm. But I wonder what the thinking was between one or the other. Because they're both But I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say. I mean, war movies in general are easier Oscar mm-hmm. bait. Like yeah. that's just easier that's for the Oscars point. to be like yeah. war movie. You know, yeah. or some like yeah. heinous Definitely. crimes happening. I mean, there was in this movie too, but it's just more visceral in you know war Definitely. movies. So I mean, okay. But so does anyone have any? Oh, sorry, George. Say I was going to say, let's review the movie before well, we review the I was going to say, final thoughts. George, go first. Um, I think I'm really glad I watched it at the cinema. I couldn't watch this on DVD. I was mm-hmm. sure there's a lot, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the pacing issue we discussed, it would make me look at my phone straight away. You know, when you yeah. sat on the couch watching I agree. it. Oh, that's a great point. I'm that glad I was a, locked away for really three hours in the dark point. watching it. That's it a really good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. So I'm really glad I saw it in the cinema. Good point. Um, so I recommend this movie if you're into like again like philosophical makes you think you come out of the movie and for two or three days you're it's kind of making you think about different things in life and and um, you change your viewpoints like every other day um, if you want those if you want that type of movie I recommend it but if you're not into that type of movie <laughs> I stay away from this movie yeah. you know Great. It, yeah. like I, that's 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 my viewpoint on it so I think uh, yeah I think that. I would only recommend this movie 
if you like talking about movies afterwards. Because I think if I didn't have an outlet to talk about this movie, I would have really... Oh, yeah. Have a group of friends that you're going to go and, like, get drinks afterwards and talk. Like, because this movie is not for you to see by yourself and just wallow in, like, and just let all your emotions, you know, bubble up. But I think if I was just... If someone asked me, like, just any person was like... What should I go see next week? This would not be a movie I, that so I no. tell them. I, 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 agree, movie I, agree, I agree with that. If you if you go to the movies a ton though, but but you're right, it is not like top on top on your list. I would definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, final thoughts about the beers. This is a good beer. Yeah, I like yeah, this beer. It's it's good. Good. I mean, Dogfish so, is a great beer. Yeah, they're lovely. Yeah. Uh, so Taylor, what did you think of the beer? <laughs> yeah. um, I did not like it. I saw you struggling. <laughs> it was really she finished, struggle. she finished. She finished. She finished it. I finished yeah. it. I tried yeah. to keep pace, but I no, you did a good job. not my thing. Well done. Yeah, it's quite well hoppy. You're gonna be yeah, alcoholic by this. I really think I'm gonna have to like come home and just like like have little like shots of beer, trying to try them before we get play some rocky music, get some montages, train yourself. I finished it. I'm proud of myself. I didn't enjoy it. But I'm just not a beer drinker. No, it's okay. It's okay. Well, we always have next week. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's TJ's pick next week. It's, yeah, it's my, yeah. my pick next week. TJ's I guess. pick yeah. next week. I'm down. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you guys for discussing this movie. Yeah, this was awesome. And drinking yes. beer. Of course. This was fun. Uh, this was great. I had a great time. Me too. I'm ready for next week. Me I'm too. Ready for next week. Yeah. Let's go watch another movie. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. <laughs>